This edition of The Best of Beer It Is is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. All right, boys and girls, I want to thank the good folks at BlueApron.com for helping to keep the podcast free. Get your meals. You know what's good with a, you know what's with, good with a good meal, depending on what beer you're drinking. And they got good beer here at New Realm, which is where I'm at now with Mitch Steele. And we're going to get into my favorite segment of the show. You would think it's a taster segment, but actually, it is a six-pack of fun. And <laughs> these are six questions that I come up with that kind of come up off, off the dome. Have some fun with it with my man Mitch. So let's get right into it. Okay. All right, question one. Four, well, actually, for you, I'll make it six people. Because most of the time, I do, I do four people. I'll make it six. I'll give you a couple okay. extra people. Six people, dead or alive, to have one beer with. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, right off the top of my head, uh, John Lennon. Ooh, okay. Um, Let it be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say Stephen King. Okay. Um, Mark McGuire. Oh, Okay. Um, Ken Stabler. All right, that's four. That's okay. four. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken Stabler. I would say. Um, uh, let's see. Ken Stabler definitely knocked back a few in today. <laughs> yeah, he was a big beer drinker. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, among other activities. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, oh gosh. Um, Malcolm Young from ACDC. Okay. Uh, and I need one more. Probably a brewer, a historical brewer. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, oh boy, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, oh, See, I, this is where most guys said her wife or something like that. Oh, my wife doesn't drink beer, so oh, I didn't, well, I didn't, yeah, she didn't even <laughs> fall into the mix. Uh, <laughs> I would say... Um, uh, Thomas Bass from Bass Breweries. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you got this crew. You got Stable. You got Thomas Bass. You got <laughs> Mark McGuire. You got Rock and Rollers. You got Stephen King. Yeah. I mean, this is interesting so crew. There encompasses my, my range of interests, right? <laughs> oh, fascinating as hell, man. Um, what are you serving them? Oh, definitely the IPA, uh, Hoplandia IPA. Uh, I would like to serve them our Pilsner as well. Uh, I, and unfortunately, we don't have it today. We've got some that's going to be ready in about a week, but uh, just so happy with that beer. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Man, by the way, as a sidebar, Pilsners, I love that they're coming back in vogue in craft. Yeah, I think too. for a while that craft brewers kind of tried to shun people on Pilsners because, well, let's be real, they take longer in fermenter. Yep. And it's money that's being taken up. So It is. It was a very, you know, we looked at that very closely when we decided to brew one. And, and we just, Bob and Carrie and I, mm. we just love the style and wanted to have one. So we said, you know what, if it if it sells a lot and it impacts our capacity, so be it. Yeah. We'll deal with it. Hey, you look, and you can't hide in the Pilsner either. No. <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, when, when, when Tyler and I, Tyler's our head brewer, and mm-hmm. when, when we tasted that Pilsner, 
in the bright tank the first time we looked at each other and said we we nailed it this is exactly what we were trying to do yeah i met tyler at acat man really cool dude with a cool story we yeah, actually had great. him on our acat episode oh cool yeah so he's a good dude man sat and talked to four different brewers and sat and chatted with tyler and nice. had him on the acat show so shout out to him man good guy great grinder yeah. yeah just a great guy to have on our team right. too. hell of a story he has he, yeah well we'll talk about that off here but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> Alright, question three. <laughs> Who is the coolest person you've met in Brewing? Oh my gosh. Well, you asked me a lot of tough questions. Uh, I would say Steve Wagner at Stone. Mm. I should have said other than Stone, guys. But. Okay, if you want me to say somebody <laughs> other than Stone. Um, uh, John Kimmick up at The Alchemist. Nice. I think he's a cool dude. He's got a great approach to what he's trying to do. Um, you know, he's uh, he does what he does, and he does it really well, and he's just enjoying that. And I love their beer, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, I love their Him beer. Him or Matt Cole at Fatheads. Ooh. Matt Cole at Fatheads is one of my best friends in the business. Now, I lived in Cleveland um, for four years, mm-hmm. and so I was there when Fatheads was really starting. Yeah. By the way, have, I'm assuming you've been to the brewery, right? Yeah, I have. Man, times. anybody yeah. make better smoked wings than those guys? Oh, they're, they're <laughs> amazing. And, and Matt's such a good guy. He's a generous guy, and... Um, He's making some of my favorite beers. A hot juju and just unbelievable beer. Yeah, Yeah. Cleveland as a beer area does not get nearly enough credit for, I mean, everything from so many good breweries there that get. They don't get talked about as much in the craft beer scene. There's a great beer scene in Cleveland. It's, yeah. it's I, I got to go there a bunch when I was with Stone, and I've been there once since then. And I just I just enjoy my time in that city. It's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about Hoppin' Frog, all these different yeah. places in Akron and Canton and then yeah. in Cleveland. I mean, what just or just the style of Christmas ale? Yeah, <laughs> that winter warmer is oh, just right. I mean, there's just great beers being brewed there and great right. people there, too. Right, and yeah. good food. Shout out to Michael Simon and all those people up oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making good food and good beer Absolutely. really affordable. All right, then, next question. Where, Other than Stone, <laughs> where is the coolest brewery you've been to? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say two. Uh, okay, that's fine, uh, yeah. Cantillon in Brussels. Oh, That's God. a must-visit for any beer fan. Uh, it's just such so much history, um, and they're still open fermenting all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just amazing. Uh, I think Fuller's in London, okay, amazing place. If you have any interest in British beers and English beer styles, you got to go to Fuller's. They they do the best job of anybody. Wooden fermenters there too, still, right? I'm not sure if they still do that, but I mean they they've got the whole brewery tour set up as a museum, so they've wow. got all this really old equipment there, and they're wow. just doing such good beers. And then Sierra Nevada, of course. Yeah, I yeah. mean. Either, so either location. I could it's okay. I mean, but it's hard. I mean, because when you've been <laughs> to so many of these places and yeah. been able to kind of hang out, um, what is the biggest mistake you've made in brewing? Oh, biggest mistake. I, you know, probably like a lot of people, I've, I've let beer go out the door that probably shouldn't have gone out the door. You know, mm. you learn from that. It's like, you know, we had a beer with a, you know, a little bit of an off flavor back in the day. And I won't say what it was or when it was, but. Ah, I knew I was going to ask. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, you let it go out and then you kind of, then you second guess yourself. And you're like, you know what? I should never have let that go out. And, and you know, it's a lesson learned. That's a life lesson right there. So, okay. You have to tell me what name of it was, but what kind of feedback did you get on it? 
I don't know if we got any feedback on it. I just felt bad about it myself. Interesting. Because as the beer was being poured, I could taste it. I could taste what was wrong with that beer. And, and if mm. I'm not happy with the beer, I don't want other people drinking it. All right. It was and, a very important lesson for me. Well, I would imagine because that has to be kind of like, well, damn, I know I could have did this. Especially when you can taste. Because yeah. you, you've judged. How many competitions have you judged? Oh, you? I don't know. Dozens. You know, I, I, I do GABF almost every year. I do World, World Beer Cup every, you know, every year that they have it. So, you know, I, I judge a lot. And, you know, the, this beer wouldn't have made it past the first round in any of those competitions. You know? Wow. I'm like, you know, it, it, it wasn't obviously bad, but it was bad enough for me to pick it up every time I tasted it. And I'm like, never again. Never again will I let a beer like that out. Wow. And then last question. Do you still enjoy beer festivals? I enjoy beer festivals to an extent. Um, it, it depends on what else is going on. The real big beer festivals are tough for me. I found that I, as I've gotten older, my tolerance for crowds and for drunk people when I'm not drunk <laughs> right. has, has gone way down. Right. Uh, that said, you know, one of my favorite beer festivals, any any beer festival that has a music feature to it, I'm I'm game. I'm on board with mm-hmm. uh, the Mammoth uh, Palooza that happens every summer in Mammoth, California, mm. is one of my favorite beer festivals. I would go to that every year if I could. Nice, so, nice. You know, but you know, some of the bigger beer festivals are a little bit much for me, and I still like to make an appearance and 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 spend some time there. But I'm usually done after about two hours, and then I'm ready to go get a quiet dinner somewhere. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, because like it's so weird because when I first got into it, I used to love beer festivals. Like the brewers would be there, yeah, or at least some owners or somebody from each brewery that could actually explain to you what you're drinking, yeah, what's going on. And now it's just a bunch of volunteers just pouring beer with no knowledge of what they're pouring in. Yeah, and part of that's been fueled by the fact that people who are drinking the beers and sampling the beers don't seem to be as interested in talking about the nuances of the beer anymore. They're just right. interested in, in in feeling the effects of it. And and that's that's when a beer festival kind of stops being the magic that it was, you know? Right. So. Well, and I think one of the things for me I love about beer, I, I call it, it's the rare things that goes into all six senses, right? Like yeah. you can see beer, you can touch beer, you can taste it you can smell it you know what i'm saying everything and then it gives you that extra sense where it kind of can alter your mindset a little bit yep yep which is a wonderful thing to a to a certain extent right (laughs) Right. (laughs) all right then bonus question okay what are you drinking in georgia that's not your stuff oh yeah boy there's so many good beers here uh i've been drinking a lot of uh three taverns um, they're uh, Night on Ponce and Prince of Pilsen. <laughs> I drink a lot of Creature Comforts, uh, Tropicalia. Uh, I started to get get into some Monday night beers and, nice. and some of the other local breweries that I haven't had much of a chance to try yet. I think uh, Wild Heaven's beers are good. Reformation's beers are good. I, you know, it's, it's I'm, I'm enjoying everything, to be honest, you know, and it's just kind of an... It, it's kind of a road of discovery right now for me. So yeah. I'm just kind of, you know, if I haven't tried it and it's a style I like, I usually go for it. And it's more often than not, it's, it's quite nice. Yeah, I would tell you, man, that, you know, somebody who grew up here in the last five years, the beer scene has just. That's a good beer scene. Yeah, it's become amazing because yeah. I mean, when I left Atlanta to move some other places and I just came back, like, you know, it was Sweetwater. You know, they, they were yeah. what they were. Terrapin and Athens. And Monday night really hadn't come on yeah. yet. Red here, some of these other places, and then it was Red Brick. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, that was what you had. 
And if you're old enough, you had dogwood, okay. you know, back in the day. But that, there wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um, five Seasons, where they had ACAT, they mm-hmm. were doing some cool stuff. Shout out to Crawford. But other than that, there just wasn't a whole, there yeah. wasn't a scene. Yeah, for a city this big, there's, there's, you know, but the people that are part of the scene are as, as legit as anywhere else. You know, yeah. that's, that's what was my impression, you know, when I first got here. It's like the people that run the beer scene here or part of the beer scene here. They know their shit, right. and they're doing a good job, and there's some great beer bars here, and they know how to treat their beer and take care of their beer, and I just, it, it was uh, it was really nice to see, you know, yeah. it was really fun. So how long were you here before you opened up? So I started I started with New Realm, uh, the company that became New Realm, in uh, July of 2016. Okay. So I've been um, coming to Atlanta off and on since then. Nice. So when were you hanging? Uh, well, we, um, you know, I'm staying in an apartment in... Uh, in Inman Park, uh, so you know I tend to stick close to home. I don't have a car here yet. Uh, <laughs> wow! So you know the Porter is a is a pretty regular hangout for me. Shout out to the uh, Porter. Shout out to that uh, crew over there. Yeah, the Albert Hampton and Hudson, um, uh, Ladybird. Um, nice. You know, it, you, you know, made it over to Brickstore a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Get to Brickstore whenever I can get a ride over there. Or I catch an Uber or something like that. And, nice. And you know that's one of our favorite places too. So you know I. I I'm, you know, again, it's still kind of fun just going out and exploring places, you know, and, and, and learning about the city. It's been a lot of fun, and there's some great beer bars here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Porter alone, you can go there and find anything. I think that's one of the first places you guys got on yeah. once you guys really got it going. So Yeah, and they've been great. You know, they've, uh, you know, when we started going in there and, you know, we introduced ourselves to them and they were excited that we were coming. Husband and wife team, grinding yeah. as owners, yeah. Yeah, and they... And they you know, they've been really, everybody's been really open arms with us, which has just been fantastic. Yeah, and, and you mentioned earlier off-air, like, you've gotten to know a lot of the brewers in the city. Yeah. Uh, what's it kind of been like kind of getting to know some of those people? Well, you know, we walked in without knowing the city and how to do things. And um, we, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we knew who the players were as far as permitting and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we'd, we'd pick up the phone and we call these breweries and stop by and, and talk to them a little bit and, and everybody was really helpful you know we we spent a lot of time at Orpheus and Scofflaw and Three yeah. Taverns and, and Sweetwater helped us a bunch so everybody's been great it's been wonderful that's cool yeah Hey everyone, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown and Collars Podcast. Just reminding you that you are listening to a CSPN media presentation. And to check out Crown and Collars every Wednesday so we can tell you what your aunt does when you're not around. This episode of the Beer It Is Podcast is sponsored by Busted Tees. Your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. Cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, geek culture, and much more are on sale right now. To help keep our podcast free, you can order from Bust Tees by going to our official website, cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then clicking on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Busted Tees banner, and then you can shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today.
All right, boys and girls, once again, my name is Nubias Woolborn. The name of the marquee is Beer. It is here on the CSPN Network. Shout out to Classics, shout out to Melanie for allowing me to do this each and every week. And shout out to the good folks at Amazon and all our fine sponsors for allowing us to do this absolutely free for you guys. But do us one favor, whether it's on Google Play, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on Stitcher, wherever you find our show, hit the subscribe button. Also, do the little surveys. Tell us what you think. Give me five stars because I'm pretty fantastic. <laughs> but if you don't, that's okay. Tell me what you don't like or what you do like so we can improve. Do those surveys. Click on subscribe and tell at least five of your friends. So anyway, we're back here at Red Brick with my man, Gavin McKinnon. First of all, Gavin, man, thank you so much for bringing us to this brewery and allowing us to come in here, man. So happy to have you. And for what it's worth, I definitely think, New Bias, I think you're worth five stars. Oh, you're so kind, man. <laughs> Shout out to you. Let's get into this, our favorite segment here. Last segment, we're going to wrap it up, uh-huh. our six-pack. And basically what this is is six quick questions. They're fun, they're beer, they're not beer. Sure. Whatever. So we're going to start with question number one. All right. You're at a table of four. Okay. What beer are you drinking and who are you having that beer with? Well, my wife's at the table. There's no question. Uh, my brother's there. He's got to be there. And then, and then his girlfriend's got to come. But if she can't make it, then I'll invite my best friend Chris. How's that? <laughs> All right, and cool. What am I drinking? Um, dependent. I, I think that's really dependent. But knowing how most beer lists are, and not being sure what's on that list, I'm I'm gonna order a Sierra Nevada Pale. Well, or better yet, let's say if it's a beer that you could choose, what would it be? Now, if it's any beer in the world, any beer in the world. Yeah, any beer in the world. Any beer in the world. Any beer in the world. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have an. Aventinus Hellas. Ooh, fancy. Nice. Yeah, nice, right? All right, break it open, share it with your four people, and that's your crew. I think everybody's going to like it, yeah. Nice. So. All right, that's question one. Right. Question two. What was your first good craft beer? Harpoon IPA. Uh, I vividly remember, you know, uh, a friend of mine going over to his house and, you know, just just turning 21 and be able to raid his dad's fridge a little bit and, um, <laughs> nice. and find some Harpoon IPA in there. And, uh, you know, it was funny. I remember opening that beer, and I took a sip of it, and the first thing I said to him was, this beer tastes like leaves. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like, I wasn't sure if I liked it. You know, it was a little mm-hmm. bit intense for me. And, but at the end of that first bottle, I, I knew that that's what I, wanted, that's what I wanted to have more of, you know. Nice. Who do you want to meet in brewing that you haven't? Who do I want to meet in brewing? It's um, a great question. There's a lot of names floating through my head. But I think I'd have to say Dr. Charlie Bamforth. Nice. Yeah. Take it all the way back. I think I think that's who it would have to be. I've had the privilege of meeting some people that I highly respect, and I've had my fanboy moments. Um, but I think I think Dr. Bamforth. That's who I have to go with. And that brings us to question four. Who did you have your first fanboy beer moment with? Do you remember? My first one. Ooh. Um, well, I can give you a couple quick ones. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Give me yeah, I had yeah. a I had an awesome an awesome moment. We had the privilege of having John Palmer visit uh, the Wrecking Bar, and to do a book talk. He's the guy that wrote the the the, the quintessential book on brewing water chemistry. The yeah, the yeah. beer on water, literally. And uh, he is um, an ama- an amazingly smart person. And and be, to be able to meet him and to be able to talk water with him a little bit was, wow. was a, a pretty pretty incredible opportunity. The other one, we were, it was funny, we were um, right after New Realm had gotten announced, which is opening in the city soon, yeah. uh, Neil and I were sitting at the bar talking to, talking to a, a multiplier, and um, I heard our multiplier say, oh, hey, hey, Mitch, how are you? And I turned over, 
and uh, Mitch Steele was sitting next to me, and that was, I don't want to be uncool, you know, hi Mitch if you're out there, but it was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a cool moment to be able to sit and drink an IPA that I made with him, the guy that wrote the book called IPA, that was, uh, that was wow. special for me. So, I guess as a side, real quick, what was that like sitting, I mean, because, by the way, Mitch Steele, Stone Brewing, yeah. now coming to Atlanta, put a place called New Realm, which should be on in the next month or so, from what I understand. Yeah, that's yeah, the coming, understanding I have, yeah. They're coming pretty quick. What was it like sitting there with him in your place, drinking beer you did, man? How'd that feel? Uh, it, it was terrible. It was very nerve-wracking and scary, <laughs> if I'm being <laughs> totally honest about it. But, I mean, you know, after, after I guess, what couldn't have been more than two minutes, it was one of the better experiences I've had in this industry. He's such a welcoming and kind person and uh, just an awesome guy to be able to, to, be able to talk to. So it, it, went, it went a full range of emotions. Wow. In a really fast period so were you thinking, like, oh, my God, I hope I got everything right in this beer because Mitch Steele's about to drink this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there watching them pour it, and I'm fretting over whether or not they're rinsing the glass properly. And oh, God, because, you know, he's going to notice everything, right? And then I'm worried about, you know, as he's drinking it, whether whether it's got, you know, what he's looking for and if oh there's anything that we could have done better. Is our single scary, two right? off? Is the line clean? Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's, you know, no matter how much you prep for a moment like that, there's a million things that, and I mean, that's, that's part of it too, right? You know, the lesson there, which is one that we've learned a long time ago, is to make sure that every pint you sell could be served to that person that you have the utmost respect for and to make sure that you're always treating everybody with that much respect that you would for an industry professional. All right, question where do you see Red Brick in two years? Where do I see Red Brick in two years? Um, I'll be honest with you. I see our distribu- distribution footprint as being a little bit less. Uh, we're currently all through the southeast. Um, we want to focus on Atlanta. And I see, us, I see us being one of the marquee names in craft beer in the city. Oh, wow. That's bold. I mean, hey, you know, you don't, like you don't, it you don't play for third place, right? Um, oh. I think that I think we have the people here. I think we have the equipment here. And um, I think I have found myself in a really awesome situation to be able to make that a possibility. All right. And last question. What makes you happiest about beer? What makes me happiest about beer is how accessible it is. Um, I can sit and I can have a beer with someone that's never spent five minutes in their life thinking about beer other than I like the way it tastes and I can spend I can spend hours having a conversation that's built entirely around some of the complexities and intricacies of beer wow and then I love you know I love I love that compared to other spirits and wines you know the, the market and this is changing a little bit but yeah. the market for beer is is all built around pint prices and it's very accessible and it's for it's for anyone it's it's a it's a social lubricant like like you said to me earlier and it's a it's very much um, an, an honest and, and fairly priced commodity, and I love that. Nice. And then bonus question. What do you drink in Atlanta other than your stuff right now? I have to give a shout-out to Three Taverns. I'm drinking Prince of Pilsen. That's in my fridge right now. Oh, that's is so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm shout-out drink- to Urine and Brian Purcell, that crew over there. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm drinking Athena. I love the guys at Creature Comforts. I, I really respect Creature. everything yeah. about what they're doing at their operation. Um, and then you know, hey, if, if Neil if Neil lets me bring any beer back to my house, I'm drinking some some wrecking bar stuff too. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't get enough of what he's up. Because you and Neil are still roommates, right? Well, no, Timmy's his roommate. Timmy's yeah, Tim, no, Tim, I live yeah. with my wife. I think my wife would kill me if we took on a brewer roommate. But uh, oh god, especially no, Neil. <laughs> Watch all that Virginia Tech stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're watching college football all the time. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but no, no, it's it's. Um, I think. I think that's my short list, but man, there's so much good good beer in the city now, and that's one of the fun things about it is compared to five years ago when I was kind of learning what was happening here and learning the ropes. Um, there's there's 
unbelievable opportunities to just go out and even at the Kroger or the you know the supermarket down yeah. the street to go buy some really awesome craft beer, and that's that's pretty special. Nice. And then real quick, we've been we've been talking about the tasting room a little bit, and we might, we may get my man Trey, who's tasting room manager, for a quick little five minute thing to talk about a, some of the new tasting room stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as he's sitting there smiling at us <laughs> as he's on his uh, laptop, but. Um, what have you kind of noticed with the new law changes? Because you came from a brew pub, sure, and then now doing this. What have you kind of noticed? Well, you that? know, it's funny. Um, one of the things I've noticed, I've been very sensitive to some of the people that have really kind of, I think there's been some people that have pulled away from breweries because they feel like the value isn't there anymore. Yeah, they got spoiled. Let's be real. Can I say this? Yeah, please. I'm going to say this. Yeah. You guys are assholes. You guys got spoiled by coming in and being able to come to a place like Red Brick or Scufflaw or wherever yep. and pay them 10 or 12 or 13 bucks mm-hmm. and get shit-faced. And I can say this, you know what I'm saying, yeah, and get hammered, Sorry. you know, and not actually respect the craft of the beer that's being made. So then now people are not coming in as much as buying Pours. Well, and you know, I'll just say quickly. You know, we've we've built that into our pricing. We we want we want for the beers that we can afford to do that with. We want to do that. You yeah. Know? So we're, we're looking at our laughing skull pricing. We're we're offering four dollar pints. So you do the math there. And you know, as far as the the old logos, I think we're I think we're doing above and beyond in terms of volume per ounce what we could have done under those laws. The difference is that we're able to charge fair price for some of the more special stuff we're doing, which allows us to have more of the barrel age right. and more of the expensive ingredient type stuff on the menu at all times, which we wouldn't have been able to do under the old law. And that's exciting. Um, I think I think also to be able to offer half pours, to be able to offer offer four ounce pours for flights and things like that, it allows people to build their own experience and that's that's really cool. It's cool to have that for people. Yeah, and guys, you should be able to come in here and get a barrel aged vanilla gorilla for six pours at ten dollars. <laughs> it's just not fair to these brewers. To well, me, I mean, it's, I can. It's, be, yeah. it's only good for us in the sense that if you went out and then bought some at the store down the street, then we could make money on that transaction. But even then, with the wholesale pricing, I think that what you're going to find is that with with the tap room to be able to be something that we charge a fair market price and have people ask for for unique and different things to try to be competitive for that business, I think you'll find that the quality of the beer in the state will continue to go up as that as that develops. And that's what's most important. Quality of beer, people growing it. Real quick, tell people where they can find Red Brick online and on social and all that stuff. Yeah, just you know, have a look for us, Red Brick Brewing Company. You'll find us on Facebook, on Instagram if you want to check out what we're doing, see my ugly face from time to time. Nice. Otherwise, uh, we, are, we are all through the southeast. You'll find us occasionally in North Carolina at the right store, the right package store, as well as I think we're reopening Nashville in the near future. Nice. North, That's Florida. a good, interesting market, Nashville. It's growing, yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome place. My wife was up there for work recently, and I had a chance to explore some really cool beer stuff going nice. on. Nice. Bitter well. Iris is doing some crazy stuff. Everybody awesome. talks about them awesome and stuff, so yeah. stuff. Yeah, no question. Um, and so, you know, you'll see us spottily throughout that market in the southeast, but really, if you want to come see what we're all about, it's all about Atlanta. We want to take care of our home turf. We want to set our own table and feed our people before we start worrying about what else is happening in nice. other parts of the country. And the last thing, um, it's still 80 degrees outside in the middle of October, but <laughs> eventually it's going to get cool. Already, You guys already had the porter out, the vanilla gorilla, uh-huh. the variants of that. Which, by the way, those bottles are 12 bucks. You can come here to the brewery, yep. and you can buy the whole set. There's four different ones. we still got a few, yeah. they still got a few, so you may want to hurry, but I, mean, I don't know how long they're going to last. But they're at a good, they're a good price point, I think, for what the quality of that beer is. Thank but you. then, two. What's coming for the late fall and the winter? 
Sure. I'll uh, do a little preview for you. We have we have reworked the Divine Bovine, which is our chai spice milk stout. That's uh, a fun beer. It's super fun. It was it was another one of those beers that I felt when I got in. I can't wait to put my hands on that and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And we've worked on a, on a spice blend uh, using whole spices uh, that, that we really love, that we think is going to take the beer to the next level. Um, looking into the winter, without giving too much away, I can definitely say we're going to have a barrel-aged stout release this winter. Mm. And I can definitely say that we're looking at doing a double IPA release before the end of the year as well that I think will be something people will be very excited about. Nice. So, guys, we'll be on the Twitter. We'll be looking out to have their Twitter and their stuff. Trey does a decent job, somewhat of a decent job, of updating the tap list online and everything. No, he does a great job. I'm just messing with him because he's sitting there smiling at us. But seriously, this is one of the brewers that does a good job of updating your tap list. So come out of Tap Road, 23, 23 to 4 Drive, right here in, I guess it's Midtown. I guess, I guess they're calling it West Midtown. West Midtown, whatever. whatever that's worth to anyone. G- g- Ways all those Google apps, they'll get you here. If you know how to get to Hancock Taqueria, or if you know how to get to Nuevo Laredo, you find good Mexican food on the west side, and you're almost there. There you go. Yeah. It take you right there, and by the food truck park, all that stuff. Like, yep. You'll get here. Guys, Gavin, thank you so much for thank doing you, this. Thank you, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for hosting and coming by. No problem. Guys, this has been Beer It Is with Red Brick, with Gavin, Director of Brewer Ops. Like I said, and I've said this before, I said it online, I've written it, I'm going to say it again. You know, the brewery lost some equity, but they're growing. Come back, check them out. I think they're going to be the new hotness in this city real soon. Thank you, man. Appreciate the time. This is Tim Dog from the Comfort Chronicles. Make sure to join myself, Agent 70, Dirt, and Roddy Cat live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, as we discuss the latest breaking comic book news and also review the new comic books each week, along with discussing TV shows, movies, and much more. And make sure to go to our website, theclicknation.com. You can listen to the Comic Book Chronicles every Friday by subscribing to the Cold Slither Podcast Network. But speaking of that, we now come back with our good friends Matthew and Lauren Curling here at Variant Brewing in Roswell, GA. So, now we're going to get to our six pack. And it's going to be six fun questions about craft beer life and everything else. So, we're going to start with getting going to start with Lauren. Okay. All right. I'm ready. If you can have a beer with any four people in the world, dead or alive, who Ooh. would they be? That is such a tough question. Okay. You said four people, dead or alive? Four people, dead or alive. Hmm. Are you going to ask him the same question? Yes. Okay. I'm just curious. Yes. Oh, you sprung this one on me. I would have to say, well, always with Matt because it's fun. So you're one of the Okay, you guys are gonna say each other, so how about this? Four other than him. Four other you guys are gonna say each other, so we'll 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 let you guys have that one. Wow, this is a really tough question. Okay. I would probably well what if they don't drink beer? You know? We don't know, but you get to pick. You get to pick. They are drinking beer. Okay. I would have to probably say Ellie Goulding, because she's one of my favorite artists. Nice, the lights. Um I would also have to probably say 
my mom because I haven't in a long time. And that's it's fun true. drinking beer with her. Nice. I would have to add my grandmother too because she's a riot when you drink with her. Right, that's true. And the last person I would probably have to say is, uh, this is a tough one. Um, it could be anybody, no matter the world. I don't know. I might have to pass this on to you. I can <laughs> think of a fourth person. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll come back to that. Okay. Matt, what do you got? Four. Um, I'm going to be really terrible at this as well. <laughs> um, but... I would have to say, and I don't know their names, but I'm going to name, I would love to have beers with some other brewers, and I would say the brewer of uh, Hills Farmstead. I nice. love, love their beer. It's absolutely incredible. Um, I would say, um, you know, brewers from, from Trillium. Fair Night, enough. Night yeah. Shift, and uh, probably other half. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So you got brewers, you got... Ellie Golding, you got mom and grandma. Yeah. Come on, give me one more person before we go. Uh, probably Oprah Winfrey would be a lot hey. of fun. Oprah, all right, cool. All right, so we got Oprah, we got Ellie Golding, we got mom, we got grandma, yep. and you got a bunch of brewers. All right, cool. Matt, start with you. What are you drinking? Just any go-to beer? I mean, all I'm saying, like, of your stuff, what are you, because I mean, like you're saying, you're, it's brewers, you're presenting them with yeah. beer. What are, you, what, are you, what are you presenting them? Question two. Start with Matt. Trying to decide how detailed you want it. <laughs> it's your beer. <laughs> um, detailed you want to be. It's your beer. I'll be vague. The hazy IPAs. All right, so you're gonna go hazy IPA. Yeah. I, I, I would have swore you would have went stout. But okay, uh, all right. Depends on the time of year, right? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. What about what about you, Laura? Anything sour. Nice. Anything sour. Nice. She's you, you, you got the ladies. Yes. And the ladies tend to like the sours. The palates tend to be more yep. refined than the, yep. than the fellas. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I can see Oprah drinking a sour. Yeah. With Ellie Golding and yeah. Mom and Grandma and you and showing her love and Matt and and then with him with the Brewers. So you're gonna go hazy IPAs. That means you gotta be really, I, I, I named Trillium another half and Night Shift. I gotta yeah. go hazy. IPAs. So that means that means you gotta be really confident in your IPA <laughs> because I mean those are some of the best IPA makers well, in I the world. I assume that they're bringing beer too, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, question three, starting with Lauren. Okay. Who is the coolest person, other than your husband, <laughs> that you've met in craft beer so far? Ooh, that's a tough one. I haven't met that many. That's the thing. Coolest person, I would probably have to say, I would have to say Nick Tanner. Nice. Yeah. I mean, his background of how he got into brewing, his style of brewing, his brewing processes, it's really fascinating to me. And, you know, we both have learned a lot from him. So I would I would have to say Nick. Shout out to Nick yeah. Tanner, man. I really like that dude. All right, Matt, who you got? I mean, if you're going with, yeah, I mean, I, I was, you took mine, so it's not really fair. Well, I knew, yeah. I, I knew he was going to say Nick. You know, ha- having worked up there and, you know, kind of gotten my brew legs up there, uh, definitely a lot of respect for those guys and, and especially Nick. Um, yeah, I would say Nick as well. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Nick Tanner. Nick's, Nick's getting a lot of love on the podcast, man. <laughs> Probably, but hey, he's a, he's a good gentleman and good friend of the show, and we're looking forward to getting back with him. We're going to have him on, actually, in a couple of weeks, because they just expanded again. I swear to God. They, they yeah, keep, know, they keep finding room. I mean, I don't know where they find room <laughs> in that building. And shout out to his dad as well, you know, <laughs> with the food over there. So they have a really good setup. But anyway, all right. So we mentioned that beer, right? Yes. What, are you, what meal are you serving with that beer, with those people? Anything that has to do with seafood. Nice. Yeah. All right. Big a- fan of seafood. So fish, crab legs, anything that comes out of the ocean, I'm a big fan of. So 
Yeah. Thanks. All right, Matt, what do you got? Fried chicken. <laughs> Fried chicken and IPAs. Fried right. chicken and hazy yeah. IPAs. All right, not bad, not bad. All right, go back to Matt. Where do you see Varian in five years? Ooh. Um, five years is a long time. Uh, like I said, you know, as long as we can, we can stay true to keeping the beer first and keeping up variety, um, you know, that's, that's where I want to be. All right, Laura? Um, I would have to say in five years, I would like to see us still continuing that education aspect in the mm. tasting room. And that's been a big part of who we want it to be, you know, educate people about the craft beer industry, educate them about the brewing process. So I don't want to lose that. And in five years, I hope we're still continuing to do the same thing. All right. And then, Lauren, what is your fantasy beer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably a sour with all the tropical fruits you could think of. Mango, passion fruit, guava, pineapple. Super juiced up sour. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, I've always wanted a bottle of Morning Delight from Top of Goliath. Always wanted to, mm-hmm. to have that beer. You know these. You never, you, you never had it? No. Really? We need to talk. Okay, so let's talk after this. <laughs> All right. Let's we'll talk after this. That is, I mean, it, it's, a lot of beers aren't worth the chase in my opinion, but that one's worth the chase. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that sure. a little bit more off here. All right. And then question six. Sarver Lord. How did you guys meet? <laughs> we met about 10 years ago in college. So Where'd you go to school? We went to school at Middle Tennessee State University oh, yeah. in Tennessee in Murfreesboro. It's nice. about 25, 30 minutes south of Nashville. And we met in class. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. And then, Matthew, I'm going to switch it up on you. Sure. Yeah. Let's switch it. How has Lauren supported what you do and who you are? Um, I mean, in in every way possible. She she liked craft beer before I did, so she oh, wow. <laughs> believe it or not. So she actually was uh, you know drinking a lot of craft beer before I was, and so helped me get into some some styles, and you know did homebrewing with me um, for many many years, even when it started to take over the kitchen, and then ultimately the garage. So we couldn't park in the garage anymore, and then <laughs> and then ultimately the basement, which we kind of remodeled to be. A mini brewery. We had half of it being the brew side, where we had a fermentation room. We had Sapco Brew Magic. We had a sink, um, and then on the other side, we built a bar with you know wow. six taps uh, kegerator down there. We had another keezer in the the side that had an extra four taps. So we kind of always had about ten kegs at home. He took Jeez. the whole basement. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely <laughs> took the whole basement. He so. took it. Or did you, did we <laughs> took it together. We took it yeah. together. Well, I mean, because typically, all right, when I meet brewers, typically. It's the dude who's really into it, and the woman's like, you know, okay, all right, you gotta get the shit out of my kitchen. <laughs> but it seems like you were like, no, hey, we're right here together. Yeah. She's made her own recipes and brewed her own beers before, so yeah. Wow. I enjoy it very that much. It is, is really cool. Yeah. And so, what's something you guys enjoy that has nothing to do with beer? It's just you guys just doing your own thing when you try to get away from the work. Because you guys work together. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Of, Definitely uh, video games. And eating Asian food. Yeah. Love, love Asian food. Um, so. Is there good Asian food in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Monkey oh, yeah. 68 down the street. They're newly opened Very good. Um, last year. And 
their sushi and food is amazing. So yeah, yeah. nice. And yeah. then um, I like hopsticks. And, oh um, man, hopsticks is it's great. so good. Yeah, yeah the beer is good. good. The food it's is good. good. Yeah, those guys are really developed. So yeah. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to go over there uh, a few months ago and really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I haven't been able to make it back because it's a little bit. Of a it's trip. a trip. It's a trip for us, and yeah, we've been a little busy, but uh, definitely want to go back. It's awesome. So it's like visiting other breweries, yeah. eating Asian food, and playing video games. Bingo. So where, where is the coolest brew you guys been to like, that you guys have enjoyed? Cool. Or some of the coolest? Coolest ever. Um, I mean, it sounds cliche, but the, the Sierra Nevada facility in uh, Asheville is yeah. incredible. Nothing like a fresh Sierra Nevada pale off the bright, man. Yeah, and, and that whole place just feels like it's part of this huge campus. Like, it should have a hotel there. You can stay mm-hmm. there. You can spend the weekend. It's just really beautiful. And then the, the brew setup there is insane. Um, it's very nice. I was going to say Mockery or River North. Mockery and River North are great places in Colorado. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So many brews have you guys been to? Ooh. A lot. Too many to count. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anywhere we go, we try to find a brewery to go to. So. All right. And I got to ask you guys this because I, I drink a lot of beer. And, you know, I, unfortunately, I carry a couple of extra pounds. I was like, how do you guys stay so fit and drinking all this beer? And, um, We're on our feet all day. Yeah. I need some tips. So, yeah. I need some, I need some tips to get my life together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, just try to stay active. I mean, I lost a ton of weight when we started opening up here. You know, I would imagine. On, on our feet, you know, 14, 16 hours a day, where I used to sit at a desk, you know, 8 to 10 hours a day. So it's, nice. it was a big change for me. Um, I drink a ton of water. I love water. And when you're drinking beer, you know, as, you know, a job, you know, we wake up some mornings, we can get in here, we have to try everything before we package it into kegs and taste it throughout the process. So, you know, we try to stay hydrated and, yeah. and drink plenty of water. Nice. Yep. And then, all right, you guys are, before we get out of here, you guys are at ACAT. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what's next for you guys festival-wise? Where are you guys headed to and what's coming? Um, we have the Roswell Beer Festival that's coming up in March. Um, so I'm sure we'll have a, you know, at least one, maybe a few beers there. Every year it's getting bigger. It's growing. It's a, it's a lot of fun if you guys haven't been before. So definitely check it out. I think tickets are still for sale. Yep. Um, we, have, uh, we have a few fun things planned for, for Roswell Beer Festival yeah. since it is right here. Oh, you got to rep set, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll also be at Classic City. Um, and Up in Athens, yeah. yeah. Same shout out to Owen Ogletree. Yeah. Put it together. Absolutely. Utopia events. Yeah. We'll have a couple kegs at uh, Swanee as well. Nice. Yeah. All right. I see it. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for engaging me and indulging me and mm-hmm. sharing your fine beer with me in this fine place. Real quick, tell everybody where this place is located. Give us the hours and all that good stuff again. So we are located at 66 Norcross Street in Roswell, Georgia. Um, we are in the historic um, district of Roswell, right across the street from City Hall and the library. We are currently open Thursday through Sunday. Thursday and Friday, we open up at 4 o'clock. Saturday and Sunday, we open up at 1. So feel free to come out and check us out. Nice. And the guys, they'll have the games on. Oh, yeah. They're going to have Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe you guys are going to be open? We will oh, be yeah. open for oh, Super Bowl yeah. we'll Sunday. Oh, nice. Absolutely. So, some extended hours on that Sunday. Oh, yes. But they'll be open. They'll have their, their beer and the pretzels and all that good stuff. Yeah. They may even have some surprises. We'll talk about that later. But, guys, keep supporting this fine brewery. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Absolutely. Thanks, for having, Thanks for having us. All right, boys and girls, this has been Device Wilborn here at Variant Brewing for Beer It Is, and we are out.